Welcome to the Contemporary Story Discussion Podcast run by Divya and Vidya Ramani. We were recently in Bali and saw a shadow puppet play which depicted a story from uh, the Mahabharata. The shadow puppet play which they call the Vayan Kulit described the story of the sacrifice of Bhima. We are all familiar with this story but what we found very interesting was how the Bali version is a little different from the Indian version that we have heard from our uh, elders. So in this podcast we thought we could uh, make a discussion out of it. So we are going to give you both the Bali version of the story and the Indian narration and discuss the differences um, in the narrations between the two. Absolutely. Now the shadow puppet show that we saw in Bali gave us a pamphlet and I'm going to read the story from the pamphlet. It goes like this. The sacrifice of Bhima. A long time ago there was a kingdom called Ekachakra. The king of the land was also known by the same name. In this land there also lived a terrible demon who possessed a strong supernatural power. His name is Deitya Baka. This evil demon was aware of the supremacy of his powers and he goes on killing many people. He is feared by everyone in the kingdom, including the king of Ekachakra. The poor king feels helpless and doesn't know what to do. Eventually, he takes courage and goes to find Ekachakra. He wants to know why the demon is killing his innocent people. The king finds Ekachakra and in the meeting that results the asura demands a human sacrifice without the sacrifice he threatens to unleash his anger and kill everyone following this meeting the wise king is in trouble the whole world soon hears of his dilemma in the far away kingdom of amartya the queen kunti devi also hears of the terrible situation in ekachakra devi kunti is the mother of the five brothers pancha pandavas The queen is very unhappy about the unfortunate king's plight that an innocent person must be sacrificed. She calls her sons together to determine if there is a way they can help. Her second son, Bhima, is very angry. He announces that he will be sacrificed to the evil demon. In the battle between good and evil, Bhima is prepared to give his life in an effort to help the king. Bhima is strong and brave. He also has supernatural powers and he believes that he is infallible even when facing the evil demon. Kunti Devi is both amazed and proud to hear that her son is willing to be sacrificed to help others. When the king is told of the upcoming help, he is very relieved and happy. The king goes to Deity Baka and asks him to cease killing his people as he now has a sacrifice ready for him. Deity Baka is delighted to hear that he is going to get a sacrifice and especially that it is going to be Bhima. He struts about arrogantly and roars with delight. He wants to eat Bhima immediately. Deity Baka pounces upon Bhima expecting to kill him but is prevented by Bhima's magical powers. This makes the conceited demon so furious that he calls upon his demon followers in the thousands. to come and eat bhima a battle between bhima and the demons ensues the demons are no match for the mighty bhima soon the ground is littered with the bodies of the lifeless demons 
and in an intense hand-to-hand fight between Bhima and Jaitya Baka, Bhima's superior strength ensures his eventual victory over Jaitya Baka, whom he kills. Eka Chakra and his people are jubilant as they no longer have to live in fear of the evil Jaitya Baka. So this is the story from Bali titled The Sacrifice of Bhima, which is also shown as a performance art, a shadow puppet play. Let us now hear about how the Indian version works. In the Indian version, the Devya Baka is Bakasura and we are familiar with how all our Asura names are. So this story is narrated by uh, Rishi uh, Vedavyas when King Janamejaya wants to know more about his ancestors' stay in Ekachakra, he asks uh, Rishi Vedavyas, Oh Rishi, do tell what my great-grandfathers did when they were staying in Ekachakra. Listen, O monarch, as I narrate the events that took place during your ancestors' stay in the town of Ekachakra. The Pandavas, now in the company of the Brahmanas, changed their appearance as Brahmanas as well. They were now sage-like in appearance. They led the life of mendicants and with their virtuousness, they endeared themselves to the town folk. One day, Bhima decided to stay with Kunti to help her with chores while the others went out to seek arms for the day. As the two happily began their routine, they heard a wail of sorrow and distress coming from within the house. Then Kunti, without a doubt, knew something was up. Then she goes and questions the Brahmin's family, what is wrong? The Brahmin wiped their tears and turned their attention to his guests. Yes, old lady, is there a problem? We absolutely have no qualms or concerns, but my fear is that you and your family need assistance. I see that you are all troubled by something that is inevitable. If you could please tell us the source of your torment, me and my son will do our best to help you and your family get rid of it, Kunti gently said. Oh lady, we do not wish to involve you, a faultless guest in this pool of torment that you can never escape from. Please, it is for your own good. My sons are not normal human beings. Though Brahmanas, they possess supernatural strength, they can help you. The Brahmana took a look at his wife to get her opinion. His wife nodded, signaling him to tell Kunti the details of their sadness. The Brahmin took a deep breath and began. There lived a group of Rakshasas in the far end of this town. Their chief is the terrible cannibal Bakasura. Here, everything is under his rule. There is one very common rule that we town folks must follow. The head of each family that lives in this town is to go to Bakasura with ample amounts of rice and food. Bakasura will consume all the food as well as the person that was fated to bring him his meal. This happens at the end of every month. If this practice prevails and no one skips their turn, Bakasura has agreed to leave our town in peace. If the head of the family that is fated to get him his meal does not turn up, he will kill the whole family and if his anger is still not satisfied, our whole town is doomed. Thankfully, that has never happened. Now it's my turn to get him his meal and be his meal as well, the Brahmin said, breaking into songs. Kunti was shocked. The people of Ekachakra seemed very happy. She could have never guessed that the town was threatened in such a manner. 
Do not worry, Kunti said, addressing her host. My second son shall go with and as Bakasura's me, Kunti said. No, there is no way I am letting my guest in the harm's way for my selfish reasons. This is my fate and it was only right that I accept it wholeheartedly, the Brahmana said. No, sir, do not fear. My son will not be defeated. He is strong and mighty. He shall be the solution to your family as well as this town, Kunti said assuringly. After a lot of persuasion, the Brahmanas and his family were convinced in sending Bhima to Bakasura. Kunti then returned to her chamber where Bhima was waiting eagerly for his mother's return. Kunti filled all the details into Bhima who had kept himself ready for a fiery battle. He knew he had to defeat the Raksha no matter what. After a while, Yudhishthira, Arjuna, Nakula and Sahadeva entered the chamber. Kunti told her sons of the plan that could free Ekachakra from the terrible Bakasura and his clan of Rakshasas. Everyone seems excited and agreed to the plan except Yudhishthira. Yudhishthira looked for the right moment to talk to his mother on the matter. Finally, Kunti was alone and free. Yudhishthira seized the opportunity and made his way to her. Oh mother, I see you want Bhima to defeat Bakasura. But I don't know if it's the right thing to do, Yudhishthira said. Why do you say so, son? Bhima needs to rest, mother. He was nearly defeated by Hidamba. It was because of Arjuna's reverse psychological words, Bhima managed to defeat Hidamba. How will he defeat Bakasura? He would be on his own this time. We are not allowed to be with him in this encounter. Arjuna will not be here to bring the spark of mind in him. You yourself have told us that when the five of us join, there is no strength that can beat us. Here, Bhima will be alone. How will he survive? I am deeply worried, mother, Yudhishthira said. You dare doubt your own brother's mind? Kunti reprimanded. Yudhishthira, I of all people know Bhima's capability is the best. When I invoked Vayu and got Bhima, I heard the roar of a tiger and Bhima slipped from my hand and fell down the steep hill, hitting a rock. When I went down to pick him up, he was smiling and giggling. No pain was visible in his face or body. As I picked him up, I noticed that the rock he had fallen on was broken to smithereens. Bhima has supernatural strength from the time of his birth. Moreover, thanks to Vasuki and Duryodhana, he also has the strength of a thousand elephants. Who can defeat him? Just have some confidence in him and he prove his worth. Yudhishthira, this is a display of gratitude we are showing to our host and it, is, it was merely a request of mine in the beginning. But now, this moment, I order you and your brothers to send Bhima to Bakasura with sufficient food. And you of all people know to never disobey a mother's order, Kunti said confidently. Yudhishthira was convinced. Yes, mother, Bhima will face Bakasura tomorrow, he said and left the chamber. The next day, Bhima sought the blessings of his mother, took the cart of rice given by the Brahmana and his family and bid farewell to his host, brother and mother. He was ready to face Bakasura. Bhima waited outside the door a little further away for Bakasura. He then took a handful of rice and began eating it. Just then, a loud groan that would shatter the earth filled the atmosphere of the area. Yet, Bhima continued to eat the food. He then heard loud footsteps. Bakasura was approaching him. 
and soon enough the gigantic beastly looking bakasura stood in front of bima and his cart of food bima was oblivious to the presence of the cannibal and continued eating the food that was kept for bakasura this enraged the rakshasa more and more he has never seen a human so brave and fearless of his presence who do you think you are you weak pathetic excuse of a creature bakasura yelled to bima who kept eating his food Do not dare to eat my food in front of me or I tear you to pieces Bakasura yelled louder Bima looked at him and spoke for the first time try me he said mockingly Bakasura was taken aback never has a human challenged or mocked him before all of them were afraid of his gothic and beastly appearance as well as his unmatchable might and strength nevertheless Bakasura regained his control and was about to punch Bima who blocked his attack at the right time and struck a blow causing Bakasura to fall. Bakasura stood up in less than a second and began fighting. The battle that ensued was fierce and Bima and Bakasura were both at an equal level. It was almost impossible for one to defeat the other. The two tried fighting with uprooted trees and nearby rocks and boulders. soon both resolved to fighting with bare hands the rakshasa and the human wrestled each other each trying to make the other fall blow after blow the two were becoming exhausted it was nearly impossible for either to get the upper hand bima then suddenly envisioned arjuna telling him to step aside as he was too weak to defeat the cannibal that was enough to regenerate bima and help him get the upper hand in one swift move bima pushed bakasura forcefully the latter fell to the ground brutally hurting his back bima climbed onto the gigantic body of bakasura and made his way to his chest bima set up a loud cannibalistic growl clenched his fist in a swift movement hit the chest of bakasura the rakshasa screamed extremely loudly due to the immense amount of pain he was experiencing after a minute of complete pain and agony bakasura met his end bima had successfully killed the cannibal that had threatened the town of ekachakra the town folks came out of their house due to the excess noise of inhuman groans only to see bima sitting triumphantly on the dead body of bakasura Witnessing the brave act, the people began cheering for Bima. Kunti and her other sons also saw Bima with the dead Bakasura. Their joy knew no bounds. The Brahmana and his family too were extremely happy and thankful to their guests for saving them at the right time. Yeah, this is a really cool story, and I think both the stories are very very similar in spirit. There are of course a bit of differences between the Indian version and the Bali version. I think one of the things that strikes me is the Bali version is a bit more about the town, the king, and then the Pandavas are there to enable the story. But in the Indian version, the entire story is all about the Pandavas and less so about the place. The emphasis is given on Bhima and his strength, and then some of his background as to him coming from Vayu and how strong he is and all of that. So I think that is actually one of the crucial differences. in so far as the storyline development goes yeah that's true uh, maybe the, they want to emphasize the king of ekachakra more um, in order to make it as a performance play 
But the other interesting difference that I found in the Indian version is that it's more nuanced and uh, it also kind of uh, says there is a hierarchy of elder uh, people in the family and their words or orders are always uh, uh, respected. Uh, as in, in the Indian version, we have Kunti who already decides that she's going to sign her son Bhima to fight against Bakasura, whereas in the Bali version, it's more suggestive than commanding, where she comes in and discusses with her sons uh, and then Bhima gets angry and he decides to go and fight the battle. I think that's actually a great thing even in terms of raising uh, concerns or uh, how we can learn how to talk or raise concerns in the modern world. Uh, for example, in this particular case, Yudhishthira apparently finds the opportune moment to talk to Kunti privately. So for example, if we disagree with something that our parents or grandparents say, we don't need to talk about that in public, but then we can talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. And uh, very much similar to how Yudhishthira did it, not necessarily publicly object. So that probably is a good way to also show respect to the elders and also express your concerns as well. Uh, and the other interesting point about the conversation is when the Brahmin is first getting his wife's approval. I don't know if it's respect or out of uh, making sure that she's also in in um, sharing their personal woe to a stranger um, uh, in this context, Kunti. Um, and only after receiving her affirmative signal does he go ahead and express uh, the reason for their sadness um, to Kunti. I really love the story. In fact, uh, it also had the, the nuances of a side story where they talked about how Bhima got the strength of a thousand elephants uh, because of Vasuki and Duryodhana. Maybe we can make that as a story in one of our future podcasts. But that being said, I haven't actually heard this ploy of reverse psychology by Arjuna. Have you? No, even I don't know. Maybe we should dig a little more about how Bhima um, fights against Hidamba because that seems to be where uh, Arjuna's reverse psychological skills come into play. Well, till next time, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year and I hope the New Year will bring us more uh, new stories uh, such as this one. Happy Bye. listening. Bye. Bye.